If you stroll through a grocery store or scan a coffee shop menu, it's impossible to miss the ever-expanding array of non-dairy, mostly plant-based milk options available. Given this, it's no surprise that just last week, Dean Foods, the biggest producer of milk products in the U.S., filed for bankruptcy. Things are definitely changing, but if the consumption of cow's milk by children is diminishing, what does this mean for their long-term? Is drinking cow's milk essential to your children's good health? And what about all those other beverages that your uh, children have access to? When is their consumption appropriate? Seems like the perfect time to delve into the current recommendations for your kids and discuss the landscape of milks. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. The American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP, recently released a consensus panel report that summarizes their beverage recommendations for children from birth to five years. Their report is important for two reasons. A significant portion of your children's daily calorie intake comes from liquids, and the drinking patterns that they establish in their preschool years generally persist into their later life. What your kids are drinking is important and determined deserves some serious thought. But keep in mind that the panel's recommendations do not address medical situations in which specific nutrient guidance is warranted to manage acute or chronic conditions. For those children, your children's pediatrician or gastroenterologist needs to be consulted. So here's what this new report recommends for children without special medical conditions. No water for children less than six months of age. And then after six months, just plain water is encouraged. No cow's milk for children under 12 months of age. Whole milk for one to two years of age. Then 20 ounces daily of skim or 1% milk after that. Fruit juice under 12 months. Then a maximum of one half cup of 100% fruit juice for one to two year olds is allowed. For two to five year olds, a maximum of one half to three quarters of a cup of 100% fruit juice is also allowed. Of course, no added sugars or flavors to this juice. And read those labels carefully. Added sugar is very sneaky. Additionally, they make it very clear that flavored milks toddler milks, all sweetened, sugar-sweetened beverages, low-calorie diet drinks, and caffeinated drinks are not recommended for children of age. This is a no-brainer. Don't even think about it. Well, what's new in this panel's report? Plant-based milks are not recommended for young children unless the special medical circumstances. Here's a snippet from the, with the reasons given for this recommendation. Anisys compares milk with eight common non-dairy beverages, almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, 
hazelnut milk, hemp milk, oat milk, rice milk, and soy milk. The authors observed that cow's milk has a higher protein content and quality compared with all the non-dairy beverages analyzed with the exception of soy milk. They also noted that although most of the plant milks were fortified with calcium and vitamin D, there was a lack of evidence to indicate the bioavailability, meaning absorbability, of the nutrients added through fortification in these products. Finally, they observed that unlike failed information available in the USDA Nutritional Nutrient Database for standard reference about the quantity of several micronutrients in cow's milk, similar data for most of the non-dairy beverages was not available, which further complicated the comparison of their nutritional profiles with that of cow's milk. They concluded that cow's milk should not be removed from the diets of young children unless there is a medical indication and that non-dairy milk beverages should not be considered adequate nutritional substitute for cow's milk until nutrient quality and bioavailability are established. In other words, as I interpret their report, since there is not sufficient evidence that plant-based milks provide what children need at the current time, the AAP is sticking with grandma's good old cow's milk. Well, I gotta tell you, many of today's contemporary American parents aren't accepting that cow's milk is a healthy nutrient for their children. Hence the growing number of plant-based milks that are being offered to families. Who's right, the plant-based advocates or the nutrition experts? The medical establishment is convinced that cow's milk is an essential nutrient source for healthy children. But I feel that these expert panels are ignoring the evidence that casein, one of the two proteins in cow's milk, has been linked to diabetes, cardiovascular disease, iron deficiency, and even cancers when making their report. For more on this, listen to an integrative pediatrician rebut the health effects of cow's milk that I've linked in the show notes. In my opinion, the reasons this panel cites against plant-based milks are not particularly convincing, and the evidence that cow's milk consumption can be harmful was just ignored. Many parents are choosing not to follow these recommendations and are avoiding feeding their children milk from cows. Unfortunately, to date, Evidence is lacking as to the appropriateness of plant-based milks for children under five age. I'll be keeping my eyes and ears open for further research on this timely issue and bring it to you when it becomes available. I hope that will be in the not-too-distant future. Well, as always, thanks for joining me today. If you value the information you get from PEDCasts, consider taking a moment to rate my podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dr. Paul Smolin, you know, Doc Smo, hoping you take a moment to think before serving your children something to drink. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music, Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor, Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music, 
Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry, and Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocketman Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. Thank you.